good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Today is Monday, the 3rd of January 2022. It's the first show of the new year and I just want to wish all my subscribers and listeners a very, very happy new year and hopefully it'll be everything that you want it to be. Secondly, let's hope that this year will be a lot different than 2021 in terms of COVID and that we will start to see our lives all return to normal. And finally, some people have emailed me and asked how they can support the show. Now, if that's something you're interested in doing, there is a link down below in the description with a link to the Buy Me A Coffee website where you can support the show by simply buying us a $5 coffee. If that's something you want to do, feel free to do it. If you don't, no big deal. And for the people who have supported the show, I want to say thank you to you. It's always very much appreciated. So let's just jump into our first story of the day, which is in relation to the daily COVID national numbers. There were 12 more COVID-19 fatalities and 3,112 new cases registered during the previous 24 hours, the public health ministry said on Sunday morning. There were 3,110 cases in the general population and just two among prison inmates. This compared with 10 COVID-related fatalities and 3,011 new cases reported Saturday morning. On Saturday, 2,921 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. Now, the numbers today are quite interesting. Chonburi now has hit the top of the list in terms of COVID numbers with 442, now followed by Bangkok with 366 cases. Phuket also saw an increase to 84 today and Chiang Mai as well to 85. There's probably quite a lag in the numbers and the testing because of the new year and also there is actually a lot a lack of testing in Phuket for example and in Patong uh, they have found 11 cases of the Omicron variant uh, within uh, bar workers working on Bangla Road so there's probably a concern now with the uh, amount of people that were there over the holiday weekend the numbers that may come out of that in the next few days but we'll keep an eye on it and of course we'll bring it to you as we get it here in the show And moving along to our next story, Thailand celebrates the new year in style. Fireworks burst across the skies of Thailand last Friday night as several provinces celebrated the arrival of the new year amid fears of the spread of the COVID-19 Omicron variant. Although the Thai government had asked for cooperation by cancelling countdown events, many prime locations across Bangkok, which had been granted prior permission from authorities, continued with their events, albeit with more stringent COVID-19 measures. Bangkok's Icon Siam shopping complex, one of the largest countdown events in the capital, saw a display of as many as 30,000 fireworks along the Chao Praya River, while a number of preventative measures were imposed, from sanitizing the area to limiting the number of visitors. Visitors also had to show proof of their COVID-19 vaccinations and were tested with rapid antigen tests before they entered the venue. Only those with event bracelets and tickets were allowed in. 
Thailand's resort island of Phuket also organized a countdown celebration with more than 20,000 fireworks on display and a special performance by world-renowned opera singer Andre Botticelli and yes he turned up and the one in Malta didn't happen because it was pre-recorded. The event also limited the number of visitors to only 3,000 and all visitors had to always wear face masks. Visitors, event staff and performers had to have tested negative at least 72 hours before entering the venue. Thailand's northern province of Chiang Mai held its countdown celebration at the Ta Pe Gate at the Royal Park with a fireworks display. Meanwhile, Bangkok cancelled their New Year's Eve morning mass almsgiving to prevent the possible spread of COVID-19. Nonetheless, some Thais still came out that morning to make merit as an auspicious blessing for the new year. Meanwhile, the Prime Minister was pleased that the events concluded without any problem thanks to the cooperation of all parties in adhering to measures such as COVID-free settings and universal prevention, government spokesman Tanakorn Wambunganchana said on Sunday. The success of these New Year events could set a new standard for celebration in the future. In a bid to prevent the spread of the Omicron variant, event organisers were instructed to strictly adhere to COVID-19 preventative measures, such as requiring that all staff and attendees attendees were fully vaccinated and undergo ATK testing. Events could only be held in open-air venues with a limited number of guests and the application of social distancing. PM Pryat is pleased that people willingly follow the Public Health Ministry's measures to protect themselves from COVID-19, he added. This means we are ready to move ahead with reopening the country so the economy can recover fully, while people can rest assured that they will remain safe from the virus. So I wonder, are these words coming from him now, setting us up for the reopening on January 4th of the Test and Go program? We'll talk about that in a story later on during the show. And moving along, Chanbury Governor releases late night update. The Chanbury Governor released a new order late last night, just before midnight, specifically for food and beverage businesses, especially those that sell alcohol in Pattaya, Nong Pru and Banglamung. The following things must take place. All staff, including musicians, performers, entertainers, etc., must take a rapid antigen test daily. All customers, regardless of the size of the venue and regardless of the customer's vaccination or recovery status, must take a COVID-19 antigen test within 72 hours of the current time period to dine in. The venue can arrange for an on-site testing or accept qualified test results. If a venue is unwilling or unable to meet the first two points, they must shut immediately until restrictions are eased. There is no expiration date of the order and it just dated until further notice. And that's just a quick update on new regulations in Pattaya. So yeah, very strange to think you're going to need to present ATK tests to dine in. I'm going to hit McDonald's for a nice burger, but I need to get a rapid antigen test before I can do that. All sounds a bit odd. More maybe overreactions here by different governors. But yeah, let's see how next week plays out in terms of what the government will bring in in terms of restrictions and other things like this, whether we're going to see any more or not. And moving along, hotels caught relaxing testing go in Chiang Mai will be removed. Hotels in Chiang Mai that fail to strictly adhere to testing go regulations will be removed from the province's charming Chiang Mai program, the deputy governor said on Tuesday. His warning came after reports that some hotels in Chiang Mai had allowed visitors to leave their facilities to travel in the province even before their RT-PCR test results arrived, which would increase the risk of spreading of the virus. 
Furthermore, we have received complaints that some hotels under the Charming Chiang Mai program failed to pick up tourists at the airport according to schedule, while others let their customers visit airport shops instead of remaining in the quarantine zone while awaiting transport, he said. Hotel operators caught relaxing or violating disease control regulations will face punishment from being issued a warning to being removed entirely from the program, Warowitz said. Like the Phuket Sandbox and other schemes launched to boost tourism, Charming Chiang Mai let tourists choose between spending five days in Chiang Mai before flying back home or dividing their first 14 days between Chiang Mai and Phuket before being allowed to travel elsewhere in Thailand. During their time in Chiang Mai, visitors can travel in sealed routes to selected tourist attractions, including golf courses. Visitors under the Charming Chiang Mai program need to follow the regulations of the government test and go scheme, which includes receiving a RT-PCR test upon arrival and again on the fifth or sixth day of their stay in Thailand. As of today, the program had 108 Chiang Mai hotels registered. Now, Tuesday... Tomorrow, January 4th, is D-Day for the Thailand Pass Test and Go program. The CCSA will have a meeting and it will be discussed. There are several options available to the government. The first option could be to restart the program under the old system. One night quarantine while waiting for the results of the PCR test and an ATK test on day 5 or 6. The second could be to continue the suspension for another two weeks and evaluate again mid-January. They would then continue with the Phuket Sandbox, basically keeping things as they are now. Another option could be to open more sandbox zones, such as Panya, Krabi, Samui. They would be run exactly the same as the Phuket Sandbox has done, but in a sealed route. And finally, a restart of the Test and Go program under new regulations, bringing in a mandatory second PCR test on day 5 or 6. This would add considerable expense, however, to families traveling to Thailand and it would become messy if people are traveling throughout various parts of the country and arranging of the second PCR test. Another issue that needs to be resolved is close contacts of COVID positive patients. The current rule is that close contacts are automatically put in isolation hotels for 14 days and undergo PCR testing during this time. Many times, if not all the time, this is at the expense of the traveler as insurance companies will not cover this. A rethink of this whole situation needs to happen. Many countries require close contacts to just isolate and do a PCR test while waiting for the result. If negative, they are free to stop isolating. I think this approach needs to be taken on board by the government. At present, this policy is making some hoteliers very rich and it's a lucrative business model. But in Phuket, for example, most isolation hotels are now fully booked. Some hotels have resorted to keeping patients in their own hotels, even if they are not designated AQ hotels. They just simply cannot find rooms for these close contacts. Adopting other models in relation to this will free up beds throughout the island. Of course, I'm sure some officials are making the most of this, if you get my drift. Another issue with the current program since the suspension is the free second COVID test that people are meant to be getting. Most hospitals know nothing about this, even though they may be on the list of approved hospitals to get the test from. There is no communication in relation to this, and you might guess no system set up to implement this new additional test. At present, it's a free-for-all. 
Now, moving along, the Tourism Authority of Thailand and the Ministry for Sports and Tourism need to get their act together and give out better and more accurate information to potential travellers in terms of what happens if you test positive for COVID while on holiday here. They need to be upfront and transparent about it. The stories emerging on a day-by-day basis in relation to families being quarantined is doing more harm than good and painting Thailand in a very bad light. I don't think anyone would argue that a COVID-positive person shouldn't have to isolate for a period of time, but forcing the rest of a family to do so, even when negative for the virus, is ridiculous and unnecessary. It sounds very much like a money-making racket for hotel operators. What will happen tomorrow and what decisions will be made is anyone's guess. It's a roll of the dice, to be honest. In my opinion, I don't think the program will be resumed under its current rules before its suspension. I have a feeling if it is reinstated, an additional PCR test will be on the cards, but that's tough to monitor. I personally think it will continue to be suspended, with possibly a few more sandbox areas being reopened to help the ailing hospitality sector. Genuinely, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think anything has changed since its suspension two weeks ago. But at the end of the day, who really knows? So my question is to you now. What do you think they will propose tomorrow? Restart the test and go program? Add more sandbox areas? As always, I love to hear your views in the comment section down below. And next up, Thailand captures six Suzuki Cup. Thailand captured the AFF Suzuki Cup for a record extending sixth time on Saturday night, battling a scrappy Indonesia to a 2-2 draw in the second leg of the final for an aggregate victory of 6-2. Down 1-0 at the half, the War Elephants got to second half strikes by Atasek Kraisorn and Sarsek Yuyen in a span of three minutes before Ige Maluna answered for Indonesia ten minutes from full time at the National Stadium in Singapore. Thailand entered play on Saturday with a massive 4-0 advantage from the first leg on Wednesday night. Coach Mano Polking said before the match that the cushion would allow his side be a little more free and express themselves. But Indonesia had other ideas, with Ricky Kambuya finding the net after just seven minutes before the two sides settled down to a tight back-and-forth contest. Thai playmaker and captain Chanatip Song Krasin, who had two goals in the first leg, said after the match that he was happy with the win, but his team would continue to improve to further achieve more success. With the loss, Indonesia's disappointment in the competition continues. They have now been beaten in their previous five appearances in the final, including losses to Thailand in 2000, 2002 and 2016. Officially, the latest competition was known as the 2020 AFF Suzuki Cup, having been postponed for a year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And moving straight along, Air Force eyes F-35 stealth jets. The Royal Thai Air Force is eyeing the procurement of eight US-made F-35 stealth jets, the world's most advanced warplane to strengthen national defense, said its commander-in-chief. ACM Napijay said the Air Force needs a new fleet of fighter jets as the aging F-5 and F-16 aircraft have been in service for more than three decades. As aircraft age, maintenance costs and safety risks are likely to increase. The F-35, manufactured by US defense giant Lockheed Martin, has emerged as the best choice now that costs are lower, down to 82 million 2.7 billion baht each from 142 million when the model first hit the market, he said. 
With the new Swedish-made Saab Gripen priced at 85 million per unit, Lockheed Martin's product is not out of reach, ACM Nappy Day said. Depending on negotiations, unit price of the F-35 can be brought down to just 70 million dollars each, he said. The Air Marshal said the budget planning for an F-35 acquisition project will be initiated in the 2023 fiscal year, which started in October, and the Air Force is prepared to answer all questions if it chooses to press ahead with the purchase. A panel will be set up to study the aircraft procurement program to justify the Air Force's request for funding, he said. And some other Southeast Asian news, Singapore raises attendance limits at work-related events. Singapore will increase the number of people allowed at work-related corporate events to 1,000 from January 3rd compared with 50 at present as COVID-19 cases decline. People who attend the gatherings will be required to wear a mask and the consumption of meals or beverages will be forbidden, the Ministry of Manpower said in a statement on its website. Other restrictions will include social distancing of at least one meter and zones restricting groups to 100 people. Organizers will also need to notify authority of plans to hold events. Singapore, with one of the world's highest vaccination rates, is pushing ahead with a strategy to treat the virus as endemic without overwhelming the healthcare system or suffering the death toll seen in Europe and the US. The city-state's infections have dropped to just hundreds of cases a day in the past week, compared with the thousands it was reporting for months as it battled a wave of the Delta variant of the coronavirus. Hospitalization and intensive care numbers have similarly dipped. And finally, the Phuket News Roundup. Omicron in Patong, 11 cases confirmed, on Soy Bangla. Proactive screening has identified 11 Thai women working in the Soy Bangla area of Patong as infected with the Omicron variant of COVID-19. Phuket suffers first death in New Year road safety campaign. Phuket has suffered its first death in a road accident in the seven days of danger, accident, prevention and reduction campaign for the new year. And finally, Hotel Generator sparks fire at Koh Rang Noi. Officials have yet to estimate the damage caused by a large fire at a hotel on Rang Noi Island off Phuket's east coast, which burned from late yesterday afternoon and into the night. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.